when I was a kid, I wanted to be a scientist and now I'm an entrepreneur. Hi, I'm Ben Hanani. Welcome to How Do You Do, a podcast featuring creative guests sharing the nuances of their process. Just a quick reminder to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts is the most helpful thing you can do for the podcast. My guest today is Amanda Reese. Amanda is the CEO and co-founder of Bold, a health startup focused on making it easier to age well. Bold provides online exercise programs that leverage research and data science to help older adults improve their balance, prevent falls, manage chronic conditions, and stay active as they age boldly. Before starting Bold, Amanda worked at the Schmidt Family Foundation, working on renewable energy and environmental justice initiatives. She has a degree in chemical and biological engineering from Princeton, as well as a certificate in dance. Without further ado, welcome to the pod, Amanda. Thanks so much, Ben. Really excited to be here. I'm grateful to have you. I got to say, I don't know if you're the child of immigrants, but you are like every immigrant child's dream. Um, like Ivy League education, engineering, like that is that is exactly, I think, what I know my immigrant parents would have loved, especially my dad, who's an engineer. Um, oh so kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, not not the child of immigrants, but, um, you know, you go back far enough and everyone is right. So. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Um, and I want to start actually before we get to bold, I want to ask you about something that popped up as I was preparing for this conversation. That I thought was really cool. You were a Dalai Lama fellow. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of Dalai Lama fellows. It sounds really cool. Tell us a little bit about your experience as a Dalai Lama fellow and maybe anything that has stuck with you since then. Oh my gosh. Um, cool. Yeah. I haven't talked about this in a minute. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a fellowship that was um, started to really uh, invest in sort of young, sort of early career leaders um, right in college or right out of college. Um, and the focus for the whole fellowship was really around like leading with compassion and love. And so sort of a hands, heart, and, and then rolling up your sleeves and being action oriented. Um, for that fellowship, I actually worked on a project with my co-fellow um, in Tanzania, and we were working on um, some education and renewable energy initiatives. And it was very transformative and eye-opening. And I sort of learned a lot and it was not just an easy, it was not an easy experience, but I think so many of the skills and sort of my attitude towards leadership from that really early experience I've taken with me throughout my career. So it's pretty cool. And I take it you met the Dalai Lama at some point. Um, I went to gatherings and events that he was at, but I, I didn't get any uh, juicy one-on-one -on -one time. But You were in the room, uh, though. You respect. were in the room with the yeah. Dalai Lama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's very cool. And so I, I could tell, you know, you were doing fulfilling work at the Schmidt Family Foundation. And as I was reading about Bold Story, I noticed you were inspired by, in your own personal life, taking care of your grandmother and seeing that there was an opportunity for you to to fill this void of helping elderly people as they transition into as you say aging boldly mm -hmm. how did you how did you decide that this was so compelling to you that you felt the need to start an entire business because i'm always i'm always inspired by entrepreneurs who they see a problem and they can either fix it in their own personal life or they can 
they can take the leap of faith and decide that it's something that they can make a wider impact. And I'm wondering mm -hmm. what that tipping point was for you. Yeah, you know, I don't know that it was any single one moment that like everything clicked and it was like, aha, this is absolutely what we must be doing. Um, I was, as, as you mentioned, a caregiver for eight years. I lived with my grandmother um, initially by myself and then Hari, who's my, my co-founder and my partner, moved in with us. And for a long while, uh, because Hari had been working in venture capital, I had been sort of nudging him and saying, hey, you know, I spend a lot of time with my grandmother and thinking about aging. And I feel like there's probably dozens of ideas or businesses that could be built. Like, tell me if you see anything cool I could test or like, hey, you should be investing in this. And then, you know, it would be like a sort of a mindless scrolling turned into like, I wonder how big a market could be here. Like, oh, I wonder what, what solutions I'd actually be interested in. And so I think at a high level, I was really intrigued around like, it feels like that we have so many older adults today, let alone, I don't even like thinking about it as like, there's some different demographic, like you and I should age to be a hundred, right? Like it's, yeah. it's expected. <laughs> we're going to be, we're, we, we are all aging. And so this idea that like, why are there like 27 like companies to get me, you know, it, through my career or coaching or whatever I need from age 20 to 50. And then it feels like there's just a gap and you know, there's a lot of things to, talk about as to, as to why that gap might exist. But I think at a certain point, I started to, to talk to and be like early testers for people who are building stuff. And I was like, hey, instead of just being that like early feedback giver as a caregiver, I think I could probably build something that's a little different. And I think there's, it's been exciting to connect and see more companies coming up in this space. And I think a lot of people ask me like, could you have started something directly around helping caregivers. And I always bring it back to like the number one thing you can do for a caregiver is like one, help that individual stay healthy and well, because being a caregiver mm -hmm. has tons of burnout and tons of impact. And most people, many people become caregivers as they age as well. Plus the number one thing you can do for anyone as they're aging is keep them healthy and, you know, strong, functional, fit, well. Um, and so it felt like almost this, like right in front of us thing of the same things that are important to me today, like being active and staying connected and getting, you know, personalized recommendations around how to feel better are the same things that might look different when you're 60, 70, 80, but we, we haven't like built a whole experience or, or product around that. So that's where the idea for bold kind of stemmed from. I, I love the mission and I, what what I immediately got curious about as I kind of understood the business was how do you get this older group of people who are historically not the best with technology, how do you get them to embrace your technology? Because like I can just tell you my dad, he just learned about accessing the podcast app on his iPhone and it's still a struggle to like get him to even listen to these episodes. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you, how do you, <laughs> <laughs> right? So how do you convince, um, or not convince, but how do you guide um, your, your, your um, users, many of whom are older yeah. and aren't as, uh, as nimble with technology, shall we say? Sure. So how long, how long do you think your dad has had a smartphone though? Oh, for a while, a definitely for a while. So yeah. one of the things <laughs> we did, and so this is where there's like this funny tension of, um, he's probably been sending emails, browsing the web, right. um, watching YouTube videos, you know, signing up for Netflix, uh, just common things that 
are all tech and tech products, but we don't, we almost think of it as like the baseline. And so one of the things right. with Bold is we didn't actually build an app. So it's a web-based platform. You can access it on, you know, your phone, your computer, your tablet, um, partially because actually getting someone to download an app can be, can be hard. <laughs> but I would say, you know, I don't think we have that many more tech challenges than any other company. Like when I write in to ask for help because something isn't working is like, is part of it. We, we find most of our members online. We find a lot of our, our members in our community through Facebook. So we're, we're already, I guess, somewhat selecting for members who are digitally connected, but the stats are pretty surprising in that, you know, majority of older adults, like vast majority are using the internet on a daily basis. And so our goal was, can we make it as simple and easy to navigate as possible? So fewer things to download, you know, yes, you have to set up an account. Can we make it really easy to set up that account? Can we make it really easy to reset password? Can we make it really intuitive where you go to press play, where you go to see your stats? Um, and then, you know, it's nudging through emails. We also text with some of our members. So it's, you know, like we can do support in, in creative ways, but it's all around meeting people where they are. Um, so does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm thinking about how somebody who has a certificate in dance uh, is able to uh, like branch out and, and tie this business all together because there's so much that goes into it, right? Like you, you obviously have an understanding from your experience as a caretaker and from your own physical activity and physical education, but there's so much that goes into this business just from the technology alone. How did you grapple with all these different things and bring it all together. Yeah. Well, it's constantly learning and it is, <laughs> thank goodness, not just me. So we have a whole team that's now, you know, working and, and my philosophy in building our team has been to always like, I think I could figure out just enough to like set something up. But as we've grown and gone from, you know, two co-founders to building out a team, part of it is knowing how to find people who are more expert or more like able to come up with even better ideas or better execution than you for the role and the function. Um, I, I think a lot of it is like not being daunted by the unknown. I think that's something that I, I've really had to like lean in and embrace is like, I don't expect to get everything right the first time, but like that idea of how do you like cultivate resilience when you're doing something that's pretty uncertain. Um, and then Google is amazing. You can learn a lot of stuff <laughs> on the internet, right? Like, uh, so I guess adept, adept, adept Googling as well. It sounds like you had confidence about the product market fit, as, as you would say in the business world, about Bold. I know a lot of entrepreneurs who have had similar confidence and then sometimes find challenges as they're pitching it. They're not getting the reception they, they want or it takes them time to, to get money. How was your experience when it came to communicating the vision to investors? Mm -hmm. Because you impressively raised $7 million in seed funding in February of this year in 2021. I'm wondering what that process was like for you and how you prepared for it. Yes. So I think almost, you know, once you start a company, you'll notice almost every conversation you're sort of practicing or rehearsing these stories or these, um, and what's cool about that is like, you can start to see it, it sort of build and grow as you go. I think for me, you know, we started with a, a pretty focus, narrow focus on exercise, fall prevention, fall prevention is really expensive. And candidly with pitching to investors, a lot of it is just knowing your numbers and knowing the economics. So the fact that like one in three adults over 65 fall and falls cost Medicare and Medicaid 
way more than $50 billion per year. The idea that we had done research, we had shown we could reduce a, a significant percentage of those falls if somebody's using our product. The goal is how do we get that? How do we find them? How do we get them to use the product? But you know, how big is just that story around preventing falls? to then be able to connect that to a bigger vision, which for us is around aging well and aging boldly. So, you know, falls apply to some older adults, but not everyone has an equal fall risk. And there's many, many things that we could all benefit from as we're aging. And so being able to say, you know, clear, clear rooted in today, here's what the story is. And also, hey, how do we link and continue to build this towards something that gets um, even bigger and even more impactful? Is the way I thought about it. So you, you were able to get the seed funding, you've been running the business, and I'm curious what learning lessons have come up for you recently as you're expanding? Because now I feel like you, there's gas in the tank, you're, you're speeding away, but I'm sure you're like, you're at the steering wheel and you're just like, oh my goodness, okay, I got to dodge this, I got to go here, I got to do this. Yes. So how did you, right now at this stage, how are you, what are you, what are some of the big learnings and how are you mm -hmm. trying to navigate them? That's a really good question. Um, I mean... Candidly, like we we have grown so much of our team remotely. Like what's kind of been wild is like trying to figure out how you build relationships, how you communicate, and how you orient a team around goals when you you know you don't have the in person time to like check in and understand how someone's doing. And the pandemic threw people curveballs outside of work as well, right? So it's just understanding like how do you lead as like a, a a holistic and compassionate leader and also orient everyone towards right, fuels in the tank. How do we, how do we move quickly? How do like, what does progress look like? How are we measuring this? Do you take time to celebrate? And I think probably one of my <laughs> learnings is like taking, taking a breath occasionally and like celebrating the wins is really important. And it's like, um, it's nice to be reminded of that sometimes, but um, yeah, recently I've been able to meet more of my team members who we've been working together almost for a year and hadn't had a chance to connect in person. So that's been um, a fun, a fun piece. But I think it's actually changed the way we think about the company. So now as we've been sort of collecting these learnings of what works, what doesn't, um, can we continue to grow remotely, which is not at all what I'd envisioned uh, when we started Bold. And from the user perspective, how have you seen I guess, it, as you're saying, it's not just elderly people who this is targeted to, but I'm curious how the elderly cohort has, uh, has embraced this and what you've, what you've witnessed, observed from, uh, from them as they're picking up this, this technology. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what have we heard from our members? Yeah, that kind yeah. Of it? yeah. So we love hearing from our members. It's honestly like one of my favorite things is reading through member comments. Um, and there's a couple different ways we connect. We connect, uh, we have a Facebook group, Facebook page. We, after every class are kind of saying, hey, give us feedback because we personalize a program for somebody. We do these assessments, we personalize a program, and then they can watch those classes on demand online. Um, and some of the themes that we hear are like, I think almost like surprised with themselves. I mean, they're telling us, but it's like, oh, I didn't, you know, I haven't exercised in 20 years and I didn't expect I would be able to keep up, but you found the right class at the right level, you know, and we're not showing them everything or making them sort of navigate the maze to find that class. We try and put that class front and center and say, great, here's, here's what we think is going to be the match for you. 
And I think that sort of spark for somebody who hasn't been active, feeling like all of a sudden, like, oh, there is something I can do and I can keep up with is awesome. Um, a lot of our members just like the convenience. I think they, you know, we got some converts who are going to senior centers or going to YMCA's before, suddenly finding bold and being like, hey, I don't have to drive 30 minutes to my chair yoga class because yeah. I have it. And Or uh, one member was like, I can roll out of bed with like my hair messed up and do my New York <laughs> Times puzzle and like work out in my PJs and I love it. Um, all of that's amazing. I think there, there's a couple other sort of examples that really stand out to me. Is like when somebody feels like, after a couple of weeks or months of staying with bold, they feel more confident. And it's not necessarily external of I've shed pounds. We have members who do that. That's awesome. But it's somebody who feels like, hey, I wasn't able to do sort of core things in my life because I was afraid of falling and I had some falls and they rattled me. And now I feel like I have that confidence to go out and be active or pain management. And like, finding an exercise program I can stick to has helped me manage pain. Like to me, it's like there's something deeper that it feels like we've been able to deliver to our members than um, just a class or just a blog article. And I think that's, um, that's really cool. That really resonates with me and my own parents. I know there's a lot of resistance when it comes to working out just because they haven't, like if I'm, if I try to encourage them to, you know, meet with a trainer or something, there's, it's tough when you haven't been doing intense workouts for a while. Um, and so that resistance is true. You know, I've seen it in my own, in my own family, but what I found successful is exactly what you're saying of easing people into it and finding the right workout at the right level for them. And it's so interesting to me because your business seems like such a no brainer right now. And it's like, there are a million different workout platforms that are targeted for people our age, it feels like. And it seems like somehow we've just ignored a real, a really significant part of our population. And I'm really grateful that Bolt has stepped in because one, hopefully we're helping that cohort that really actually probably needs it more than we do right now. Mm -hmm. And also, as you as you're saying, Bold is is beyond is working toward going beyond just the elderly um, and helping all of us age age well. So it, it it's funny. Did you ever think like, how has this not been done? Is that is that like something that you were actively thinking about as you were starting Bold? Yes, <laughs> like, I think <laughs> um, I. Uh, you know, there, it's, there's definitely a, a ton of amazing instructors who exist and who work and specialize in working with older adults. And candidly, I think there's like room for a lot of people to deliver, you know, fitness and, you know, some of it is person and instructor fit. And some of it is, you know, what you have access to. I think what we are an additional layer for us is not just asking everyone of like, this is something you pay for out of pocket, but actually working with health insurance plans as well to say, yeah. hey, you you also are benefiting from having healthier members and can we help you um, give them something that they'll actually enjoy using or be able to use or sort of meets the need that we had in the last year of being digital. But um, yeah, I'm actually, I really am I'm hopeful and pretty optimistic that there's going to be more and more companies dedicated to supporting older adults or focused on aging. I think it's, it's an important area. 
I usually don't wish that my friends have competitors, but I really hope more people, like <laughs> you're saying, enter this space. I really do wish you had more, co- you get more competition or at least allies in this space. Let's put it, let's frame it that way, yeah. allies in this space, um, because I think it's, it's really important and we have enough. We have enough digital platforms and cool studios. I'm in LA, so there's like a cool workout studio yep. every other block. It feels you like you sneeze and you're um, in a yoga studio. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, thank you so much. This has been really great. We'll wind down with Please. a few little rapid fire questions okay. now. Um, firstly, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one skill or ability, what would it be? Mm. Speaking Spanish. <laughs> nice. I, I, I have uh, no language skills. I don't speak <laughs> any languages. I wish I could speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Who would you like to play you in a movie about your life? If we were doing the Amanda Reese story as a film, who's who's the actress that we want playing you? Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. Maybe Rachel McAdams. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Where's a place you haven't been to yet that you hope to visit? Portugal. But I am oh, going Portugal's soon. Great. I'm just very excited for it. <laughs> Nice. And what's a song you like to jam to, whether right now or historically? We have a playlist where we add each of our guest song recommendations. So if there's a song you're jamming to or like to jam to, what is it? So I've been very into Lil Nas X right now. So <laughs> I think you need to add Montero to, uh, to your All right. playlist, Ben. <laughs> We shall. We shall. And lastly, where can people keep up with Bold? Plug all the things there are to plug. Yeah. Um, our website is www.agebold.com and you can drop us a note there and get in touch. Awesome. And if anyone's curious about the podcast, you can check us out on Instagram at HDYDpod. Amanda, thank you so much. I'm excited for the future of Bold. It feels like I'm talking to you at a, at a very early stage and I when you're gracing a bunch of magazine covers and on doing a bunch of keynotes, I can look back and be like, I got her on How Do You Do Pod in the very beginning. Awesome. <laughs> this is really fun, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Thank you. I hope you found value in today's conversation. If you still haven't left your review for How Do You Do Podcast, I'm going to walk you through the process right now, and it only takes 10 seconds. First, look at your phone screen and click where it says, How Do You Do Podcast, which is in purple. And if you're not seeing this, then you're probably listening to this on a different app. So I want you to click on where it says, listen on Apple Podcasts, and then you'll see the purple link. Click that. Then you'll just scroll past all the previous episodes to where it says ratings and reviews. And all you need to do is tap the star on the far right, and you've left a five-star rating. I thank you in advance for taking the 10 seconds to do that. And I really, truly appreciate you listening to this episode. Thanks for sharing it with your friends and followers, and I'll see you back here next week.